are listening to Setting History Straight with Linda Watson on Hebrew Nation Radio. Now, we have been concentrating on this thing that you see on the screen, which is the total solar eclipses. One happened in 2017. One is going to happen next year. We're going to bring up some verses about that. Okay, Elua the first that happened in August 21st, 2017. A seven-year period will end on Labor Day next year on this same calendar. On this same calendar, it'll end on Labor Day, which I think is so interesting. I think it's September the 5th, if I'm not mistaken. And interesting enough is that you notice that this thing is a seven-year period, and we've had three of them. We had one in 2008, the year that Obama became president. We had one in 2017. We had one in 20. We're going to have one in 2024. Now, let me mention here that NASA has written something about the total solar eclipses, and they say they don't happen in any area except every 375 years. Every 375 years, they could have happened in the same area. We've had three in our area since 2008. Now, is the father drawing some attention to this? It absolutely has to be the case. So why Labor Day? So why Labor Day? Because we think our labor that we've done has gave us the prosperity that we have. And that's just the fact. We think we got what we have because we work hard in this nation. And no doubt we have worked hard. But this is because we were given the double blessing. We play the role of Ephraim, who, whose name means double fruit. And that's the real reason why. And so, again, Labor Day, September 5th, 2024. After that point, we are on borrowed time. Um, and amen. You know, it's about what I can say there is uh, a big amen. I will say, I, I think you're probably heading in this direction, but <clears throat> that Labor Day significance is it. I, I'm kind of subbing out Labor Day and, and putting in travail. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, it is It is that time. And so, all right, so let's get on. So there's several verses that talk about this sign. Okay, Isaiah 5, verse 26, and he lifted up a, a sign. I'm just going to say the a sign because that's what that word means, to the nations from afar. We are the nation from afar. You know, so this thing is being written. Isaiah was writing in Jerusalem in the Middle East. So we are that one of those nations from afar. So he's lifted up this sign, and, and it says, and they, right after that, you know, right after that, they shall come speedily and, and swiftly. So this is talking about the war that's going to happen. That's why I'm saying we're on borrowed time after Labor Day of next year because it's a complete seven years. Now, we're going to go through just a little bit of this, but i got some other things I really want to cover. So it came to pass, if if they will believe thee, neither they will not believe thee, Neither hearken to the voice of the first sign. They will believe the voice of the latter sign. So I'm telling you, and you're going to see this mentioned in another place. I'm going to show you this today. I'm telling you that 
none of those signs that have happened since 2014 because you had you had uh, blood moons tetrad in 2014 you had it again in 15 and those fell on on holy days you know depending on which calendar you're on obviously but it fell on holy days and so interesting because that is it should have been warning signs for people, but they looked for that as something that would happen on those days and nothing happened. So, you know, the Bible's going to actually discuss that, but this latter sign, they're going to believe it. So that it may be that something happens on that day that will cause them to believe it. I don't know the answer to that, but I mean, just be aware that it could happen. Verse 9, and it came to pass, if they will not believe these two signs, which is the two we're talking about, neither hearken to the voice that has taken the water of the river, poured it on dry land, the water that has been taken out of the river becomes blood upon the dry land. That is the plagues. That is the Egyptian plagues, which you know are written in the book of Revelation, see, or there again. Uh, and so it's saying, if you won't believe these two signs, then believe it or not, the plagues are coming on you. And that's what he's saying. Now, this all goes back to that seven-year period that's being fulfilled in Daniel 4, which is the falling of the tree. We play the role of Babylon. And in that role, we are just like Nebuchadnezzar. We have become mad as a nation for seven years. That seven-year period will be up on Labor Day of next year. So based on just counting from the same time frame on the same calendar, that's what I'm telling y'all. Now it could be a little different depending on which calendar, which calendar we're using. But Daniel 4 verse 10, thus were the visions in my head on, upon my bed. I saw this and behold a tree in the midst of the earth. The height of it was great. That's America. And nonetheless, the, leave the stump of the roots in the earth. So they're going to chop down the tree with, with bands of iron and brass, a tender grass of the field and let wet with the dew of the heavens and let his portion be with the beast, with the beast in the grass of the earth. So, and so it's going to, he's going to turn this thing over to the beast of the earth, which he's already done. That is the evil people in our land. Those are the beasts in the earth. All right. And let your heart be changed from a man's heart to the heart given the. And so he's his the Nebuchadnezzar playing the role of this country. His heart has been changed to madness. He's been changed to a beast, as it says here. And seven times passes over. I'm fixing to go through some time frames so you can see this. But it's interesting that he says, nonetheless, leave the stump of its roots in the earth because we are that stump. The tree is going to be cut down, which is the government. It's going to be taken down, but we are going to be left in the land as the stump. And there's that verse, Isaiah 6, verse 13. And though a tenth, a tenth of the people in this country will remain, that's about 36 million people, if I could only talk, remain in it, it will burn again like, uh, it says like an oak, whose stump remains when it is fallen, the the holy seed is its stump. That's real plain there. 
So he's telling you a tenth of the people are his holy seed. They play the role of the stump. When the government is taken down, they're still in the government. They are. They are the new government. Mm. And we are, that government is already running. It's already being organized. It's all, the people are being trained for it. That government is already run. It's just that it hasn't come into play yet. Adam. Oh, yeah, a couple things. Um, just to, to reiterate something you said, Exodus 4 9, when you, you said what would happen if they didn't receive, you know, the first or the second sign. Um, it, it talks about water being poured upon the dry land. Those armies are likened over and over and over in the scriptures, the armies that come in as a flood. Uh, a flood of water. So just wanted to highlight that that's, that's uh, you know, drawing on those two ideas, this idea that water and a flood and the army's coming in like a flood. Uh, second thing I wanted to point out with Isaiah 6, 13, that is in the context and on the heels of, of Isaiah 3 through 5, which is talking about the fall. So we're not pulling this out of context whatsoever. Um, one other point I wanted to make, it's a sobering fact for men is that it says in Isaiah 4.1 that when he's done doing that process, it's the seven-to-one ratio of women to men in the land. Right. And right. so yeah. people yeah. Need the men, the, it, it says in Isaiah 3, the, the verse before that, it says your young men will fall on the streets in battle, of course, fighting. And so just, you know, it's just we have to tell the truth, however sobering it is. It's grim. It really is. You know, it is what it is. But Russia does have uh, uh, a super weapon they've never used. Uh, they call it Poseidon. Let's mention it before. It creates tsunamis, 1,500-foot high tsunamis. So it's not out of – it's not at all, you know, it's plausible that it, it could be talking about literally and, and <laughs> scripture and prophecy is multifaceted. It, it's true in all sorts of ways, right? Um, it's kind of multidimensional. But – I will say this, though. I would not replace the idea of militaries and actual fighting with that. You know, I, I wouldn't be in that camp where I say, oh, it's not being literal or it's not. No, I, I think it, it literally says the armies are going to come in like a flood and like a cloud. It also says it that way, too. Uh, Linda, you could, you know, I mean, it's there's just so many scriptures that are so very clear about what's going to happen. And so two, two things on this, which what you both are talking about. One is in Jeremiah 50 where it really tells you that this war, this army comes in like a roaring sea, which it mm -hmm. talks about how, how humongous and how big it is. Going back to the book of Revelations, those are the 200 million man army that's talked about in scripture. That is what's coming. And so that's like two thirds of the population of this country coming in here. But the water represents a cleansing because the land has to be cleansed. And somebody tell me how you cleanse anything in scripture. How did, how is things cleansed? Somebody tell me. Blood. Yep. Or burning it down. There's another blood. One. Doesn't it have to be the blood of those that defiled the land or defiled, uh, I'm sorry, the land that needs yes. to be spilled on the yes. land? Yes. And see that, that is, that's, the answer right there because the blood is going to be like a sacrifice as as hard as that sounds to people it it is part of the cleansing of the land 
Yeah. And yeah. it's just, it's terrible, but that's just the case. And he also tells you, I'm going to, I have ransomed people for you. I have ransomed. And so that's really interesting because he tells you really people have died because of, you know, to save your life. And it's interesting when you see those verses because this whole thing is playing out. It's a cleansing in the land. And that's why the people who are, are still worshiping Baal have to be removed out of the land. And that goes back to Ze- Zechariah, no, Zephaniah chapter one. They must be removed from the land. And he's going to turn this thing back, just like I said before, just like it was in the colonial times, but further. Yeah. So, you know, this, this is what he's about to do and, and set up a government with the lowly people of the earth, the lowly. Okay. Yeah. So. So when is this war? And we're going to go through the time frames here. We're going to go. I don't know if I've gone through the time frames with you, this with this group. I did it in Oregon. I, I just they just took it so well, better than I thought they would take. So the first one, seven times seven. If I multiply, that's going back to Daniel four, where it talks about seven times passing over you. If you look at the meaning of that word. It can mean seven times seven. Okay. So there's 356.75 times. If you'll notice this, this is what the answer in years. 2,556.75 years when it's seven times seven. That's multiplying 365 and a quarter times seven. So Babylon fell in 539 B.C. Joey showed me this. This would be come up to 2017. Do you all see these dates? Do you see these dates? And you're going to see them over and over again. Because this is the first witness. This is the first timeline. And that's that seven times seven. So um, the second timeline, okay, this one goes back to the book of um, Daniel. And there's many timelines in Daniel. We need to talk about those timelines because you're seeing them all of them right now. All right, 70 weeks it talks about in Daniel 24. So if you do 70 weeks and it goes back to the time it says that Jerusalem would be um, restored, the declaration of Jerusalem to be restored. Now that I think is referring to the Jerusalem in the Middle East. We all know when that that restoration went forward. It went forward on 1947. That was the declaration to restore Jerusalem in the Middle East. They're using this. The father's using this date. He's using all these timelines to point to this time so that you see it. He's telling you 1947 was the decree to uh, rebuild Jerusalem. 1947 plus 70 years which it says there was a 70-year period, 70 weeks. So each one of those uh, weeks that were sh- could be representing a year, because you could use the word Shavuot there, 70 years. If you can count forward from 1947, 70 years, it comes up to 2017. Oh, I just wanted to, to comment that, and the interesting thing about that, what is the significance of that is 2017 is when we got our Time of the harvest, woman in travail, sign in the yes. sky. Yes. So, 
That is that is the uh, Virgo, and the eclipse started that year. All right, next time, the one that's more significant to me, because this is Isaiah 7, verse 8, the head of Assyria is Damascus. The word Damascus means uh, to silence the sackcloth weavers. We are the sackcloth weavers, guys. You, we are. We the people that saying, look at this nation. You know, this nation needs to change. So we are the sackcloth weavers. We have been silenced on the, on the Internet. I can tell you how I have been. Um, and the head of, of Damascus of Rosan, and within Three score and five years, that's 65 years, shall Ephraim be broken and that she is not a people. That tells you there's a 65-year time period. Now, that goes back to Daniel because Daniel is talking about a 62 years. He's talking about the 62 that's in this 65. And so that time frame that he's pointing to was three and three years ago. And and that's and when you start looking at that, that's right smack in the middle of the seven-year period, which there's more than one seven-year period. There's the seven-year period to take America down, which we are in. We are in that countdown. And then there's another seven-year period that's talked about, which are the last seven years. Okay. Now, uh, you know that America represents freedom. If you ask anybody, they will tell you, that she is the home of the free and the brave. That that's what she's known for. She's known for her freedom. And so freedom in the scripture is always a characterized by Jubilee. That was the year of freedom, right? And that's why she has 50 states. And she's not going to get more than 50 states. She's not going to get less than 50 states. She's going to have 50 states. Okay? Now, Interesting, the last state, which is Hawaii, it came in and became a state in 1959. Okay, we add, if we add 1959, 65 years, it comes up to 2024. Now, I, I'm telling you, all of these timelines in the Bible are lining up for 2024 and because the fathers ran, we ran out of time in 2024. Now he may extend a little time and a little mercy. I don't know. It's very much possible he could show a little mercy, but we've ran out of time with this seven year period in this country. We've ran out of time. When, when Labor Day hits next year, we are out of time. And every day from that point, we're on borrowed time. Does everybody see that? And this is the only timelines. Anybody want to comment? Here's the fourth timeline. Now, all right, this is Jeremiah 25, verse 2. And when Jeremiah the prophet spake unto all the people of Judah and all the inhabitants of Jerusalem, saying, from the 13th year of Josiah, the son of Ammon, the king of Judah, even until this day, this is... Three and 20 years, 23 years. He's talking about 23 years. The word of the Lord came to me and I spoke to you rising early and speaking, but you did not hearken. So Jeremiah's telling the people, I've been doing this with you 23 years. 23 years I've been trying to wake you people up. Now watch this. 
2001, what happened in 2001? That's the time our nation was attacked. This was this was 9-11, correct? All right, you add 23 years to that, you come up to 2024. So we just took some time and explained that. Now watch this. This is the thing Joey has taught, I think is very interesting. Right? Isaiah 21, verse 7, this is a piece of it that he doesn't, he doesn't really agree with me on, okay? <laughs> and he saw a chariot of a couple of horsemen, the chariots of the asses. Those are the Democrats. They have the symbol of the donkey. We know that, right? The chariots of the camels, they have the representation of the Republican Party because that word camel there goes back to beast of burden, which could be an elephant. And hearken diligently with much heed. And they cried, a lion, O Lord, I stand continually upon the watchtower in the daytime. I am set up of the wards whole night. So we're now, at this point, we are the watchmen, and we're watching day and night. We really are. And so going to verse 9, and behold, there came a chariot of men with a couple of horsemen. There's your American presidential election. They're running a race. Do y'all see that? A couple of them, that's two people running in a race, okay? And he answered and said, now he says, behold, there comes a chariot. So you, you have this election. And then what happens right after the election? Notice very carefully what happens right after the election. Babylon is fallen, Babylon is fallen. Next November, we have that election. After November, after that election, it tells you Babylon is fallen, Babylon is fallen. And you can't get around this. Okay, so going on, Isaiah 21, verse 11, I'm going to drop down to where it says, Watchman, what of the night? Watchman, what of the night? He's telling us to look for the winner. Expect something to happen in the winter. Okay, now, you know, it's the daylight hours he's working with. And that's... Oh. True of the holy days too. They fall in the daylight hours, and Satan's time falls in in the nighttime hours. Right. Anybody else? They 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 they're being. You see, they're under the the control of the enemy. So he would love right. to make it fifty states, but I don't think the Father's going to allow it. I, I you know I could be wrong because this nation's coming down anyway. You know, Babylon has fallen. Babylon has fallen uh, after the election. Are you thinking that by Babylon that means our, our kind of current corrupt system? Or... I'm talking about the war comes right after that. Right. Okay. I and you, sure. if you understand why, because Russia and China and all of these Gentile countries, which we're going to talk about here, they know their time is short if a Republican goes in there. So they they're going to have to they're going to have to come in under a weak president because if they if they kill any more time then and they would stand a chance of losing this war so this is their this is their best opportunity is why biden is in office do you also understand so mm -hmm. that's why i think they're going to be working hard to get this war started before he he gets out of office but you know that scripture that goes back that says the bear which is russia has three ribs in his mouth. That's talking about the entire group of, of, uh, of those Gentile nations. Well, one of them 
um, is going to be probably this war with Ukraine, right? Uh, you also had Crimea and you, and you also have, uh, China taking over Taiwan. So those three, those three are probably the three ribs and they're under their control now. It, it's just, uh, it's just a matter of time, but that's going to have to take place before they, he's not going to, they're going to, going to start another war until they finish this others up. So, and I'm just guessing. I wouldn't yeah. think they would stop in the middle of the Ukraine war and come over here. Do you, you understand what I'm saying? But it could happen. Now, I'm going to show you something that's really interesting here. Jeremiah 9, verse 25, Behold, the day comes, said the Lord, that I will punish all of them that are circumcised with the uncircumcised. Uncircumcised are the people that don't believe in the Messiah. They're on the east side of the world. Now, with the exception of Russia, because there are some countries that do believe in the Messiah over there, but they're still basically considered Gentile. So if you talked about the east side of the world, that's what we'd be dealing with here. Now, he goes on to list these for you. He says, Egypt is one, and then he says, Judah is one. Now, how interesting is that? So what Judah is he talking about? That's got to be the Judah that's in the Middle East. So what he's telling you is the Judah that's in the Middle East, which is Jerusalem or Israel over there, is going to line up with the uncircumcised this time in this battle. So it's not referring to the Judah that's over here. It's got to be referring to the Judah that is in the land of Israel, which is probably some of it. And Edom and the children of Ammon and Moab, he's just mentioning some of them, then the ones in the other ports. Now, Edom, it could be Russia. That, you know, there should be probably many people that are Edomites in Russia. I, we don't have time to get into that lesson. But all of these dwelling in the wilderness, all of these nations are uncircumcised, and all of the house of Israel is uncircumcised in their heart. We are the circumcised people. Physically, we are the circumcised people. Do you understand that? that most of the Christian nations, in at least in the past, have practiced the practice of circumcision. So, I mean, you're talking about Esau throwing his yoke off and coming against Jacob, which are these Western countries that are Christian. And that's what this whole thing is about, because yeah. it's going to be a massive world war. It's a massive world war. And I think it'll take down America first, and the, I believe the rest of the nations will just submit after that. Now, I could be wrong, but I think that's probably what they'll do is just submit. Because once America falls, England, France, and these other nations are going to say no way. And I could be wrong, but, I mean, I just think that's strong possibility. But he's giving you some examples so you know who the uncircumcised are. Do you all see that? Anybody want to comment? I've got a few, yeah. Um, just to hit home on, you said we're the, the physically circumcised, but uncircumcised in heart. Just to give a statistic I recently looked up uh, a few weeks ago, America, uh, men from the ages of 15 to 59, I think it was, over 80% were circumcised. So and that's something? That's just a resounding confirmation there that, 
they said that the children of Abraham would be identified in that way. Right. So just, yeah, it's just another confirmation of who we are. Ezekiel 38 verse eight. And after days shall they be visited. That's talking about this war. And in the latter years, the latter years, that word latter does mean last years. They should come into the land that is brought back from the sword that and is gathered out of many nations, out of many people. We are that nation that the gathering came to. The gathering of all the nations came here. This is an absolute proof that we are, that this is talking about a war for America. Right here, we are the only nation. We are the only nation that all nations have come to. I mean, there's people from all over the world that have come here, but mainly the tribes of Israel. So it's gathered out of many people. That's us. That can't be anybody else. We are the regathered people. All right, against the mountains of Israel, that's the government which has been wasted and is brought forth out of the nations, and they shall dwell safely in them. So right now we're dwelling safely. And so it tells you in Malachi 4, verse 1, I'm going to hit this point again. And in the last days, there you go, it shall come to pass that the mountain, the government of the house of the Lord, will be established at the top of the mountains. What government is at the top of the mountains? What government is at the top of all governments today? That is a miracle. She still hasn't slid from that position yet. She hasn't slid. She is still the top of the mountain. She is the top of the mountain. It's not Israel in the Middle East. The people weep in Revelations 18 because we are destroyed. And they have no more way to sell us any goods. Right? We are the ones. Nobody else is going to cry over any other nation. And so it's it's very plain, and it will be exalted above the hills, and the people shall flow unto it. See, this is the nation that the people flow to. We are that nation. Now, in the beginning of this country, Micah 4, verse 2, and this is also for end time into the millennium. This This whole verse is for the millennium also. For many nations shall come. Many nations did come here and shall come and let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob, because they were teaching God's laws and their constitution was based on the Bible. That's why they're trying so hard to get rid of it. And this is Satan's influence because the people that are trying to get rid of the constitution, they don't know it's God's laws. They don't know that. Nope, they they just are, they're just flowing along with the spirits that's out there. Do y'all understand what I'm saying? And we will walk in his path and the law shall go forth out of Zion and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. Okay, so this is talking to us. We just have never saw these things before. We are that regathered house. Okay, now... um. We're going to get into Ezekiel chapter 12. This is fascinating, okay, I think. So Ezekiel chapter 12, verse 3. Anybody wants to comment on this, let's go ahead. Therefore, let 
Son of Man prepared these steps for removing and removed by day in their sight. This is talking about leaving out and going somewhere else. Do y'all see that? It says, uh, prepare your stuff for removing and remove by day in their sight. And they shall remove from their place to another place in their sight. And it may be that they will consider. So this is a rebellious house. So when they see you moving out, they're going to consider. Because there's going to be a time that the spirit is going to direct you to go to some place for protection. Maybe and maybe not. I don't know that. But you already see people moving now to, uh, out of the cities into the, into the, uh, at least into the country area so they feel like they'd be safer that are believers. Uh, Ezekiel 12 verse 4, then shall thou bring forth thy stuff by day in their sight and stuff for removing and thou shalt go forth at even in their sight as they go forth into captivity. So he's saying, before they go into captivity, you're gonna go, you're gonna go somewhere else. You're gonna move yourself to another place in even. So even time of the day is gonna be that October, November, December time frame. Do y'all know, do y'all understand that? Yes, ma'am. I know I do. This is personal instruction for me, uh, uh, Linda, and that's my, that's my deadline for getting to where I want to go. And I would encourage you guys to look back on the lesson we did on uh, the, sa- the place of safety. Uh, that would be a good lesson to tie into this Ezekiel 12. And I'm sure you, you might even mention that, Linda. But this right here, this is how I'm going to apply this. Removing by day, get your stuff out by day, and make sure that you finish up your traveling wherever it is you're getting to go to for safety. Yes, before the winter time, which is nighttime, right? Before yeah, the nightfall. Yeah, the war comes at the winter. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. So here we go. Now, Ezekiel 5, dig thou through the wall in their sight and carry out thereby. So you're coming out of this government, you're digging through the wall, right? Uh, verse 6, I hit this twice. In the sight thou shalt bear it upon thy shoulders. And that's bring your stuff out on your shoulders, he's telling you. And care, so you're not going to be able to bring a whole lot on your shoulders. <laughs> he's telling you bring enough that you need to bring, but don't bring too much. I think he's saying carry it forth at twilight. Now twilight, it, now Sarah, you can help me out here. Twilight is when the stars are beginning to come out. Is that right? I guess now, I, I'm so, not really sure. I think it's when the stars come out. It still is not quite dark, but it's in between light and dark. It hasn't got completely dark yet. Right, right, right. yes. So it's before the, it's before midnight, that's for sure. Okay. And thou shalt cover thy face that thou, thou seest not the ground. So you, a lot of people are not going to know where to go. So their face is covered. They don't, they're not sure where they need to go. For I have set thee for a sign unto the house of Israel. When when your neighbors see that you've gone somewhere else, they're going to wonder why. They're going to wonder why. Okay? You, especially your family members. When you tell your family, I'm going to go live such and such a place, 
your, your family's going to wonder why. Right? So you are a sign unto them. Now, and I did so as I commanded and brought forth. This is Ezekiel. Brought forth my stuff by day and my stuff for captivity. Because he's living during that time that they were going to go into captivity. In the evening, I dig through the wall with my hand and I brought forth in the twilight and I buried upon my shoulders in their sight. Okay, so he's really talking about going to a place of safety is what he, do y'all see this? And so verse 10, say unto them, thus said the Lord God, this burden concerning the prince of of Jerusalem and all the house of Israel that is among them. That prince of Jerusalem, I, I don't know who that is. It could actually be Trump. I, I don't know. All right. So, and I say, I am your sign, like as I have done. So shall you, so shall it be done unto them. They shall remove and go into captivity because you're going to be a sign to them that they're going to go into captivity. Do y'all understand what he's saying? When you remove yourself and go to another place, if you choose to do that, right? Because some people may not choose to do that. So if you choose to do that, okay, then it's saying you're going to be a sign to them that they are going into captivity. That's the message. Somebody needs to tell them that message. All right, so. And the prince that is among them shall bear upon his shoulders in the twilight. I don't know who this prince is. And shall go forth and shall dig through the wall to carry out thereof. And he shall cover his face and he shall see not the ground with his eyes. Okay. Now, this is where, this is getting to the part that I like here. All right. It's, it's leading up to the part I like. Verse 13, my net also will I spread upon him. This is why I think it could be Trump. He shall be taken in my snare. He's already been snared. Okay. And I will bring him to Babylon in the land of the Chaldees. But that's where he is right now. Shall he, yet shall he not see it, though he shall die there. I, I don't know what that means. I really don't know what that means. But I do see that Trump is, has been taken in a snake. I do see that. And he is the prince in this land. He's tr truly one of the, yes. you know, he represents the conservative people in this country. And hands down, he will lit win this election if he's if they allow him to even run. So anybody want to make a comment? I, I can't, I couldn't take this to the bank if I wanted to. I'm just saying it could be possible. But he is. He's caught in a snare. That's for sure. Right. Linda? Uh-huh. Linda? Yes. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but Trump was uh, in Israel a month or so ago, and they crowned him king of Jerusalem. Do you know no, that? No, I didn't know that. That's right. I saw it on Rick Wiles' show. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> so that could be your prince of, of Jerusalem. So you're hitting it right on. It's and also name. maybe whatever happens here about being you know, dying in the land of, uh, of Caledon Chaldeans, he may have to run because a lot of times they want to put him in jail. Is he going to stick around? Like, I've been throwing this around in my head, right? So maybe he will end up there. Well, so I just want to back up what you just said. <laughs> yep. Yeah, and he, he, you know, so the, he was crowned. They put a crown on his head. The Jewish people put a crown on his head. 
and I saw the video and everything. It wasn't wow. in the main news, but I, I saw it. So you, That's, I think you hit the nail on the head right there. But just to back up know. what you said. That wow. is, it's just very interesting. That is very interesting, Dan. Thank you. Dan is the one person in this whole group that he he covers the news like anybody. I know a lot of you are really into the news. Sarah is. Uh, she always has all the great videos. Uh, but <laughs> Dan, he has the news down. He he really covers the news, and he's constantly sending me updates. And Dan, as you get updates, can you start uh, emailing the group and just tell them what the updates are? Uh, you know that would yeah, be- sure, I will. Okay. Yeah, I call myself the watchman sometimes. Yes, I, well, I'm a watchman. I just sit and watch and tell you what I see. And I've been doing this for 40 years, and I tell you, I'd say we're hitting it right on the nail here. So, so yeah. yeah, I read the news three hours a morning. That's by how I start. And I go all the news clippings around the world and everything. That's how I. Great. Okay, 14, verse 14. I will scat, scatter toward every wind all are above him to help him and all his bands, and I will draw a sword after them. So that's his people in this country. He's going to draw a sword after Okay. All right. It's going on. 15, and they shall know that I am the Lord, and I shall scatter them among the nations and disperse them into the countries. That's the true scattering. That is the true scattering. No, it's been, Israel was already scattered to the world, right? But this is the main scattering that's going to be taking place when these people are removed out of the land. And I'm telling you, hardly anybody teaches that. But hardly anybody teaches that there's going to be a scattering of these people in this country. But that's what's going to take place. And as painful as that sounds, I can go to verse after verse after verse and prove to you that the people in this land, if they are serving Baal, are coming out of here. They are coming out of here. So, you know, that's just a fact. All right, going on, verse 19, and say unto the people of the land, the, and said the Lord of God, and the habitations of Jerusalem into the land of Israel, they shall eat their bread in carefulness. So at that time, you're going to have very little food, so you're going to have to be very careful with it, right? Because once this war starts, you're not going to have a lot of food. So you're going to eat your food carefully and plan it and drink with their water with astonishment that her land may be desolate from all that is therein because of the violence of all of them that dwelled in there. So because of this war going on, you're going to be separated, but you're going to have food and you're going to have water, but you need to be careful with it is what he's saying because you're not... You, you're not going to have a ton of food or water there, so you have to you have to plan it and and uh, your food and uh, and your water. Do y'all see what he's saying here? Just absolutely telling you that this is talking about uh, going to a place of safety, which we already know that many people will go different places, right? All right, so. Verse 20, and the cities that are inhabited shall be laid waste. So you see that it's talking about the war and the land shall be desolate and you shall know that I am the Lord. So when this war starts, you're going to know that this punishment is coming on you for what, for your sins in this country. They're going to know at this point. Do you understand? Because they've already been given a witness by somebody. So they're going to know. 
All right, so anybody want to make a comment? Adam, do you want to say anything? Oh, man, you just – where do you start, you know? Um, I Really, um, I just wanted to comment about the Trump idea. It's the meek and the weak and the, the downtrodden and the, the lowly in status that God is getting ready to to give this thing over to on the other side of this. And so – that's why I, I can't get behind the idea that, you know, Trump uh, or anyone like him is going to be the one that delivers us. I just. Yeah. I just, and so this is this is the thing that really is the, the bee in my bonnet. OK, if you want to see something that's the bee in my bonnet, this mm-hmm. is the one point that is the bee in my bonnet. And that is that, oh, you you guys, you know. You're going to be changed in the future, and you're going to be sons of God in the future. And that's just a bunch of bull to me, okay, because he says the kingdom of God is within you. So yes. that is your job. It's You are doing it now. Yes. You are the sons of God now. You're not going to become the sons of God some at some other point. Because the enemy always wants to make you less than what you are. Please understand that. Mm-hmm. So he's gonna, his pastors are gonna be teaching, oh, in the future you're gonna go to heaven, or oh, in the future you're gonna go into the millennium and you'll write. No, you have a role right now. See, that's the bee in my bonnet that yeah. really burns me every time I hear these guys say that, oh, well, you know, all of this stuff is going to happen with you in the future, but you don't have a role right now because, you know, you're not a prophet, you're not this, and you're not that. Yes, you are. You are the watchman. You are the sons of God. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's just something that these teachers out there can't get their hands around. Right. You are working for this government that's above in the clouds. That's what you're doing. That's right. That's right. I have to get it out of my system every once in a while, y'all. No. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So going on. Now, here comes my favorite part. This is my favorite part in here. This whole thing, this is my favorite part. The word of the Lord came unto me saying, son of man, what is that parable that you you have in the land of Israel. We are the land of Israel. Saying the days are prolonged and every vision faileth. So, all right. So the people are saying, well, 2014, nothing happened. We had the blood moons. 2015, nothing happened. We had the blood moons. 2017, we had the eclipse that comes across the land. Nothing happened. Uh, Virgo came in September 23rd. Nothing happened. So you see what he's saying here? And the people have said, oh, all the visions failed. Mm-hmm. Everybody said that there was going to be something happened on those days, but all the visions failed. And then the times are prolonged. It's it's not time for the end of the world. We're okay. It's not time. We still have some time. Even many people, even the Hebrew roots and in um and in the Armstrong churches, you know, they all say, we, we, we still have time. We have time. But once the, all of these things start happening that he's talking about, that he just mentioned in Ezekiel 12, which you go into a, a, a place of protection, right? What, 
no matter what you choose that to be. Uh, <clears throat> at that point, you're out of time. That's what he's fixing. The t that's what he's about to tell you. Okay, look at verse 23. Tell them, therefore, thus said the Lord. Boy, he is strong on this. Listen to him. Tell them. I will make this proverb to cease. In other words, if every time there's a sign after this, something's going to happen. That's what he's telling you. And they shall no more use the, this parable in Israel. But they, but say unto them, the days are at hand and the effect of every vision. So see everything that's going to happen after this point. You can take it to the bank because it's going to happen. Everything that's written in prophecy is going to be no more delay. So <clears throat> I think that's really interesting. I want to bring up this point that Joey brought out the last time I was on with him. Jeremiah 50 verse 2. Uh, declare you among the nations publish. That means write. You can put it on the internet. You can put it on Facebook. You can put it on Twitter, whatever you have. And set up a banner and publish and conceal not and say Babylon is taken. Baal is confounded. Um, I can't pronounce that is broken into pieces. Her idols are confounded and her images are broken into pieces. So here we go. Isaiah chapter 13, verse two, lift up the banner up upon the high mountain. That's America. Lift up the banner. Exalt the voice unto them, shake the hand that they may go into the gates of the nobles. So that word there for banner is, do y'all see it? Insight, inside, sign, inside, which means a sign. So this banner that they're raising up, is this, is this eclipse? This is what it's talking about. It can be talking about something else, but it's definitely talking about this eclipse. Go ahead. Somebody was saying something? Oh, oh yeah. In, so that's the word you were, the E-N-S-I-G-N, right? Ensign is the, the word that banner is. In the Genesis um, 1, when it talks about the sun, moon, and stars being a, for signs and seasons, that word sign, oh, one of the definitions of that word is banner. Yes. Yeah, so we go all the way back to Genesis 1. He says, I'm putting it in there for signs and seasons, and he's saying, we're just saying that that's, um, that's the same word, basically. Yeah, so it is the same word. And so he's telling you this banner is, it's, it's, it is the sign that's in the heavens. It's not the only meaning of that word, but it's the sign in the heavens. Now it can mean something else. It can also mean a flag. In some verses, when you read it, it's talking about our American flag. When there's a verse that says, how long will she be flying? And so it just breaks your heart when you read that. I mean, it does me, uh, you know. So it's definitely, uh, now we're getting back to here, Ezekiel 12, verse 23. And tell them, therefore, thus said the Lord, I will, I will make this parable to cease and they shall no more use this parable in Israel, and but say unto them, the days are at hand and the effect of every vision. That's what we just mentioned. And there shall be no more vain visions nor flattering definitions within the house of Israel. There's, In other words, 
nobody else is going to be given um, <laughs> visions because the one that's coming, the visions that are coming are going to be real clear. Do you all understand? He's saying, I'm going to fulfill them. Now, look at this last verse. This is my favorite. We built up to this one. Verse 25, and I am the Lord. I will speak in the word that I shall speak shall come to pass. You can take this one to the bank. He's saying all the things I've said, they shall come to pass. And it shall be no more prolonged in your days, O house of, of rebellious house. Will I say the word and I will perform it, said the Lord. So when we go into a place of protection, all the everything after that part is going to be performed and fulfilled. Do y'all see that? And that's real plain because he's going to seal his teeth. That's what he's going to do. All right, Adam, I just love this verse. I absolutely just love this verse. This is probably the most uh, one of the most powerful verses I think in all of all scripture. Because he says, I'm going to fulfill it. I'm going to perform it. And there is not going to be anybody else that comes back and say this, these visions don't come to, to fruition. And again, the word of the Lord said unto me, saying, Son of man, behold, they of the house of Israel say the visions that they see is many days to come. But he prophesied at the time that are far off. Let me read it again. Therefore, unto them said the Lord, there shall none of my words be prolonged anymore. Isaiah chapter 63, verse 4. And the day of vengeance is mine heart, my heart, and the year of my recompense is come. So this, it takes, it's going to take an entire year to take this country down. It's going to be a year war. Do y'all see that? He's saying it's a year of war, which would give us another two years after that in captivity, and then they'll return, which means it's going to be a short time. All right, so I'm really running out of time here, but let's see. Uh, I, I just want to hit on this, and then I'll stop. For more information about this broadcast, please visit our website at www.12tribehistory.com. That is the number 12, tribehistory.com, or email us at lwatson44 at cox.net with any questions or comments.